bullying is never cool. But you know what? People can change and everybody finds redemption. And sometimes you find it in the most unlikely places. We're going to talk about it this week as we cover Silent Voice here on Shonen and Suds. Cody. I could sign it to you. I would. Cody, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm good, man. I am uh, glad to be back for another episode of Shonen and Suds. I believe this is episode... Me too! Me too! What is this, 73 now? I believe it's 73. 73, it's a good number. That's a good number to be at. That is a, that is a, it's crazy to think how many episodes we recorded, Chris, and this this damn coronavirus <laughs> just keeps on going. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, it's crazy. Um, it's, it's when we watch movies like this and stuff like Your Name and... Um, what was the other one we watched with the with the natural disaster and like the dad blew himself up with the grenade? What was that? What movie was that? Oh, uh, that was Japan Sinks. Oh, Japan Sinks. Like my favorite thing so far, not just, you know, being able to hang out with a homie, but I'm watching animes that I would have never given just the fucking time of day. And I'm falling in love with them. Uh, um, what's uh, what's it called? Um, Promised Neverland is another one, and it's so so. To go on a quick tangent before we get too far, um, I had a Final Fantasy winner box this past weekend, and we were talking about anime over dinner, and the fact that like everybody like felt the same way about Promised Neverland before they heard of it, they're like, oh, what is this slice of life bullshit? And then you watch it, and you're like, whoa, it is not that at all in the slightest. So. The fact that, you know, I guess I said all that to say this, the fact that we're, you know, the, we're having these polls and shows that are winning or movies that are winning are things that I would have just never even thought to look at has been super, super refreshing. And again, uh, Silent Voice is no different. I fell in love with this movie. Well, I'm glad to hear it, Chris. I, I, I was kind of unsure that I knew this was more, this was definitely probably the most slice of life thing that we've watched so far. Um, very very much so very much even... and that's the thing no um like uh even your name had some like time travel right space time continuum shit this had none of that this was normal ass people from start to finish mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad to hear you that you uh, that you enjoyed it so much and uh of course oh, I... man, I was crying like a baby i had tears <laughs> in my eyes almost the whole time Oh, man. I can't wait to hear all about it, Chris. Um, and, of course, guys, before we get too far, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And welcome, welcome, welcome to Shonen and Suds. As you can tell, we're excited to talk about it this week. But, uh, you know, Cody, before we dive too deep and before we get to the Suds portion, we got some news to talk about. Yeah, because we got a lot of news, a lot of, a lot of sad stuff, obviously some really sad stuff, and then some, some less sad, and then we have some good news. So, uh yeah, I guess we, we well, can start with the veggies, I guess. All right, Chris, we'll, we'll start with we'll start with the rough stuff. Um, Kiko Nobumoto, who was uh, she was one of the original writers, I believe, on Cowboy Bebop. Let me make sure I have this my fact straight here before I. I think it was like Bebop, Shampoo as well. Like basically, like every I feel like everything that came out in that that era, like at least all not everything, obviously, but like some of the big related ones. Yeah, she was like a like the head writer on Cowboy Bebop and Wolf's Rain. Um, mm-hmm. Also wrote 
for Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy, okay. Carol and Tuesday, Tokyo Space Dandy, Tokyo Godfathers. Um, a lot of a lot of big name stuff. Um, she has passed away from uh, it's, it's esophageal cancer, which I believe a lot of people just kind of refer to as throat cancer. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely a big loss it's to the anime the community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a huge loss to the anime community. Um, and then of course this coming, I I don't know which got announced first. Whether or I say mm-hmm. now I don't know if she I believe she passed on December first. Um, and mm-hmm. then of course we had. The news that we had kind of been anticipating a little bit that the Cowboy Bebop live action had actually been canceled. Um, the day of recording. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember you messaged me like that night, like, oh shit, Chris, it happened. It happened. Yeah, dude, I didn't even get to. Let's see. So, okay, this was canceled on December 9th. So she passed away on December 1st. And then. Okay. Um, I guess I just must have not have seen that on Twitter. Uh, maybe it was just mm-hmm. all the Cowboy Bebop live action news that kind of like I just hadn't overshadowed didn't, it, yeah. didn't see about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and then on December 9th, uh, they canceled it after one season. Um, now, this was interesting, Chris, because obviously we had, you know, we and we enjoyed the first half, and then the second half, it kind of mm-hmm. went off the rails a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We had talked about, like, hopefully it gets canceled. Like, and, I, and when we say, when I say that, I'm saying that, like, not in like a mean way towards the actors and actresses because I think they did a fantastic job. I think the set looked awesome. There's a lot of things I liked uh-huh. about this show. Uh, the main thing was just that that weird twist ending that just seemed weird. I just didn't need to be there. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was a it was a gold medal performance, but they couldn't stick the landing, and they didn't just not stick the landing. They just they fell and rolled their ankle. Yeah, pretty and. and you know, it's it's unfortunate that these things happen to like these you know these actors that have worked on this for a couple of years now. Because I know uh, John Cho, the guy that plays Spike. I know I, I want to say he had I don't know if he tore his ACL MCL or if he like broke his knee or broke his leg. He had like a pretty serious injury which set this back already. And then yeah, uh, of course like we have the pandemic. Um, so this thing was definitely like it was an uphill battle from the jump, um, and it just didn't pan out the the way I guess they had hoped to. And actually, as soon as I finished editing last week's episode, and I was wait, I was basically just waiting for the Facebook post to go live because it's automatic. I don't actually have any control over it. Um, mm-hmm. I was waiting for it to go live. I saw it got renewed for a second season, and I didn't check the comments, um, which is probably the only time I haven't checked the comments when it comes to like Cowboy Bebop. Um, but I just saw Netflix renews it for a second season, so I messaged you that. And then, then like the episode went live, and I think I grabbed dinner or something, and then I come back and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's been canceled." I'm like, "What?" Oh and, yeah. And by this point, it's Thursday night football, Chris. The Steelers are on. They're down twenty nine to nothing. I'm pretty soft. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank goodness they turned it around and made it pretty damn close. Um, <laughs> but the only like little bit of joy I had was seeing the Cowboy Bebop live action got canceled. I'm like, that's so crazy that they. They they planned a second season and scrapped it already, but you know it's unfortunate. I know there's a petition out where people are saying to like bring it back. Um, I mean, yeah, it was very polarizing, right? Um, I think the people like, and here's the thing: we were pretty critical on the second half. Let's not make any bones about it. But we we watched the first half. We really enjoyed it. We've said that we really really enjoyed it, but we were so scared of what the second half was going to bring. And 
you know, the people that were torching it were just these, just, you know, I, I don't like to say toxic fan base, but it's people that wanted something very specific and that's not what they got. So they were just going to, it was dead on arrival for them anyway. But I think the issue that you and I had with it was it just wasn't consistent. And then they just had this out of nowhere twist at the end. There was nothing that even led to the assumption that Julia was going to make the turn that she did. Like, you know, I think if they would have maybe done something like me, like, like we said before we started recording this, like what if Julia, like what if they would have had Julia kill everybody in the car and wreck the car, like make her just kind of hitting like you know, throughout the whole show, just have her kind of hitting the end of her rope with all of this and just make her want to, all right, well, fine, fuck it. It's I'll, I'll handle all of this now, you know, that kind of thing. But that was just never the case. It was just a, the random heel turn out of nowhere. And that just, that kind of derailed a lot of the end, which already, I mean, then of course the Tonfa chair legs, it's just, it was just bad. And I don't even want to dive into the Mad Pirot episode because I'm not ready to have that conversation again. Yeah, and then like the forced lines from the anime just... I, it, oh my god. It just, it just went I don't want to carry that weight. <laughs> yeah, it, it just went down quick. It reminded oh. me a lot of like the way Game of Thrones came to a close and I don't want to like spoil yes. that for anybody that hasn't seen it, but basically the last season just seemed very rushed, although it wasn't. And um, despite what you know, them fanboys want to say uh, they had years to work on that final season. They still botched it, uh, mm-hmm. but it was just good. And then it just kind of just fell apart. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, like it was never, it was never the actors. I thought the cast they had in place with, except for, <laughs> you know, again, I didn't mind vicious and I didn't mind Edward. But it goes back to the weird aesthetic choices they made. And I, I genuinely think had they not made some of those aesthetic choices that maybe they would. Because I feel like those were the characters that were the most polarizing, right? That because they just look stupid. Yeah, they just they, they don't look like they fit in like the regular world, which obviously there's a thing yes. in, in space and Mars and Venus and all these places. Uh-huh. But um, I think if we had a chance to see Edward, we might be able to like... Like, it's kind of like Jet's beard thing, right? Like, it was yeah. kind of off-putting at first, but after a while, I, I didn't even notice it anymore. Um, So maybe... Yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. And Edward's always been kind of like a goofy, kind of wacky character. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel bad, because it's like, it's like that kid's, like, first, first like, acting role ever. Uh, fortunately, oh, probably man, reading... you're going to be remembered. Yeah, probably <laughs> reading, like, the worst things on the internet, so hopefully... uh. Just not on Twitter because it, it, it don't go to Reddit. It is a brutal place. Um, and even though that the scene that Ed had was not that long, the one screenshot you're only going to see is the one with the goggles over the eyes and just the the worst possible angle you could have gotten on that character is the only screenshot that yeah. circulates the internet. Yeah, and then of course Vicious. Um, I I think. Everybody else liked all the other like cast for the most part. They were all like very uh-huh. highly praised, and I didn't, I didn't dislike Vicious too much. Uh, I just think they showed him too much. Um, yeah. I've been, like I said, like I, I said last week and the week before, I've been going back and I've been watching a lot of the anime, and uh-huh. like Vicious is like, when he's there, like there's a different tone to the show. Like you know, he's there to fuck uh-huh. some shit up, or he's like, like, who the hell is this scary guy, yep. basically? Uh, and uh-huh. and this, uh, and I listened to a bunch of reviews today even about it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. They just kind of said that he was just like a, he sounded like a pissed off teenager that was like mad at his dad, which he technically is mad at his dad. Um, yeah, that's true. That's like, very true. It was kind of like, 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 you know how people hate on like teenage Anakin. Um, this was, this was something yeah. kind of like that. And they just, <laughs> it was just not vicious. Like vicious was like barely shown in the, in the regular show. And when he did, like he was either messing somebody up or, you know, like causing huge problems. I don't know. I just feel like they showed him too much. Um, but regardless, Chris, he felt he felt like a cartoon villain, not like an anime villain, but just like like oh, a cartoon villain that gets thwarted every week, like Wiley e. Coyote trying to get the Roadrunner. Every time he felt that he was on screen, he was just never nothing was ever going his way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other other well, than that, right. like I think if they would have just ended, you know, because I'm trying to think of how the actual fight ends. I believe it's. Spike throws a grenade, and then, like, Vicious mm-hmm. shoots him, and then Spike falls out the window, and then the explosion happens, and they're both pretty messed up. And then, yep. I think if that would have would have been how this ended, I, I, think, that, fine. I think that's fine. And then, yeah. like, you're wondering, like, well, how are Spike and Jack going to, you know, hash their shit out? And, like, there's still new stuff yeah. to be, you know, to be handled. Uh, obviously, that's... yeah, and I would have even been fine if that explosion takes place just as Julia is walking into the church, and then like the explosion knocks her back and maybe hurts her, which could then, if she got hurt by those two feuding, that would also make sense as to why she just says "fuck them both" and I'm going to take control. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there could have been a lot of different ways, a lot of different angles they could have taken with this. Um, oh, but they took we, the worst one. And then we could have spent, you know, one episode with each character. You know, like yeah. uh, like how Jet, uh, he's running the Bebop without Spike now. Spike's met up with Edward, and maybe they go off and do the movie plot, essentially. Maybe yeah. Faye goes and finds, you know, whoever she's looking for for her past. You know, like, they, they, they could have just handled this ending so much better, and it's just unfortunate. Agreed. Okay. Um, but of course, we're not here to talk about Cowboy Bebop, Chris. We are here to... No, no, we've, we've put that baby to bed, that's for sure. Oh wait, but we do have, um, you know, we had the sad news, we had the the semi sad news, although we're kind of happy about it. Um, but we do have mm-hmm. some good news uh, on the horizon as well, Chris. Suzumi no Tojimari, which I'm sure I probably mm-hmm. butchered that, but either way, uh, you uh, gringoed the shit out of that, but it's okay. <laughs> the new film by M- Makoto Shinkai, uh, known for mm-hmm. Your Name, Five Centimeters Per Second, Weathering with You, the list goes on. Just mm-hmm. Uh, this is his new film. Um, we don't have very much about it. We got this still shot of basically like this door in like a very like destroyed area. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently it's like, I, I couldn't really find much about it, but like, I guess there's doors and like this person has the ability to like go through these doors and there's like disasters on the other side and basically she's got to oh, wow. close all the doors. I I don't know. That's what I, a I very like doors. Like, rough translation, doors. I'm sure. Um, but it looks it looks really good. That's all I can say. Like this image, it looks nice, and I'm sure it's going to be. And a it smash probably hit. will be good. And now it won't go into theaters in Japan until late 2022, so we probably won't be expecting it here until 2023. Um, yeah, but, you absolutely. Know, just, just something to to keep on the mind for uh, you know down the road. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be a, a fantastic film. I'm going to try to throw a bunch more of his films on these on these polls that we have as well, um, mm-hmm. just because I want to check out his full, you know, his full. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Filmography, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Outside of your name, I haven't seen any of them, so this will be great. Yes, 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 Chris. But of course, we're talking about a silent voice today. Um, Indeed. Yeah, man. What, what did you think? I, I, it seems like you loved it. Um, 
Uh, dude, I absolutely loved it. Um, and you know me, I'm going to be ready to just dive in and just talk about the just like I felt the emotion was so nuanced without them just overtly doing something tragic to these characters. But Cody, there's one thing that is tragic. I'm a little thirsty and my throat's a little dry, so I need to know what you're drinking. Oh, damn, what a crack. All right, Chris. I, I, I made the... I was scared last week to get a Modelo because I didn't want it to be like a, a malt liquor uh-huh. version of a Modelo, uh, kind of like I did uh-huh. with that Corona that one time. Um, but today oh, yeah. we have a Modelo Especial. Um, uh, welcome. Welcome to the special life. Oh, Chris. Beautiful. Tastes fantastic. Refreshing. The can has yes, awesome I... art. It's all written in Spanish, so I can't read anything that it says, but it looks really cool. <laughs> Makes you want to just engage in a UFC fight, doesn't it? Oh, I'm saying, Chris. And a big UFC card this past weekend. Uh, enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Had some crazy ups and downs there, but, mm-hmm. you know, you, you always get the Modelo ads with the music in the background, and I just had to have one. That's, so right. that's what I have today, Chris. I got a nice tall boy of Modelo. Picked it up at Royals Liquor Store down the street. And... Mm, Royals. I and, love it. Yeah, dude, they got a... Uh, they got a uh, like a like a membership card, like a like a reward oh. program down there. I found out about today, so I said, "Fucking <laughs> sign me up!" <laughs> like, get Buy point- twelve tall boys, get the third one, the thirteenth one free. That's what I'm saying, man. That's 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 like a dream come true for me. I'm like, this is perfect. I'll be here every Thursday. Uh, so, oh man. But Chris, what about you? What are you having tonight? Well, you know, it's kind of funny because I was not expecting you to get the Modelo this week. Um, I wanted something. I didn't want to get the Modelo, right, because I've done that before. What I did get was Dos Equis, which is, again, another Cerveza-style, German-inspired Mexican lager. Um, I got the Dos Equis, just the lager. It's the green bottle, two Xs, same thing. The only difference is, is because it's in that green bottle, um, just quick little here's the quick little beer lesson um when you talk about glass beer in glass bottles has a tendency to um, oxidize but it's the green glass allows that light and oxygen to get in more than say like brown glass or even blue glass bottles so cody have you ever had a heineken before or like a stella yeah i've also had a dos Equis, uh, if that helps okay Oh, perfect. So that kind of like that pungent, almost uh, almost tangy kind of uh, kind of skunky flavor that it has is because of the oxidation of the beer, because of the amount of light and everything that can get in through the green glass bottles. Um, It's not supposed to taste that way. And it's actually become more of a marketing tool for Heineken and Pilsner Kell and stuff like that, at least here in the States. And like, that's how they present the flavor because they're associating it with that green glass. Interesting. Never, never knew that. Yeah. Yep. Gotta love a Chris Adams beer lesson, you know? <laughs> that's, that's what we are here for. And now Cody, we're going to get a lesson in redemption. You see the segue there. Nice. Um, and we're talking about, silent voice or i believe is what's it called the, the sound of voice i think is what it's called in japan or the the the, the i don't know yeah. i felt like at the end of the show they showed they, they said the name it was like a, a, the sound of voice or whatever but 
Yeah, yeah, the shape of voice is what it said. The shape of voice, thank you. They did it at the beginning and the end, which I believe is what it actually translates to um, from Mm -hmm. Koe no Katachi in Japan or in Japanese. Sure. Um, I think the reason they called it a silent voice is just because I think the 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 actual literal translation is the shape of the voice, or it's something weird, Uh kind of like where it wouldn't quite sound right in English. Um, so they just went with the silent voice. Um, so, to be fair, when you're talking about the shape of voice, we're talking about, you know, a deaf character, you know, reading lips, your lips make the shape sign language, you're making shapes with your hands um, to notate words and letters. So, I mean, I would have been okay with them sticking with the shape of uh, the shape of voice or, you know, or something like that. But silent voice is still fine, clearly. Um, don't want to get too caught up on the semantics of the title, but. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, either one makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like they. Uh, another studio did the same thing. Uh, like I believe well, Attack on Titan in Japanese, it actually translates to Attacking Titans. Ah, Attacking Titans isn't a very you know like a it, it, at least in English it doesn't sound like a very catchy name. Whereas Attack mm-hmm. on Titan, like yeah, and Titan Attack would have sounded too much like a Sega Genesis game. Yeah, or a sure. mobile game like a a match three gotcha game or something oh, yeah. stupid. For sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're talking about a silent voice today, though. Um, what a ride! Absolutely loved it, Cody. And again, um, just a quick tale of the tape. I believe this movie came out in September of 2016, or was it 2017? Uh, 2016. 2016. I and I know it. Um, it showed up in America. I want to say in like June of 2017. Yeah, which I attended. had like a had like a staggered worldwide release over like a couple of months in the middle of like spring and summer. Yeah, I believe I got the I don't know if I got the email from Funimation or if I just had like mm-hmm. the local theater. It was a brand new theater actually here in Wentzville, and um, mm-hmm. this is this is the tragic story of me trying to go see this movie and they restarted it three times and essentially the film. Was- oh no just kept fucking up every time and so we didn't we didn't weren't able to actually see it in uh in theaters fully and then went home and watched it online and it it kind of it kind of skewed my perception of it back then sure because i was kind of just watching it you know like looking at my phone at this point like i'm i've I've tried to watch this film for three times already today like yep and so i'm glad we're we're going back and i can you know really enjoy it for what it was (laughs) No, absolutely, and and it was a terrific flick from start to finish. Um, I again, I like the nuanced emotions we see. We get to kind of follow the the young adult life of the main character, not Shoka Shoya. I believe it's Shoya. Yeah, Shoya Shoya Ishida is the main guy, and then yeah. Shoko Nishimiya. Yeah, Shoko. Yeah, so Shoya Shoya <laughs> so is they, the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. And show show. I was gonna say they even make reference to that in their elementary school when she comes into class. That oh, there's two shows in here now. Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, I like it, Chris. But you know, when you're doing a podcast mm-hmm. talking about like a review and going back and revisiting oh, the story, my God. And me yeah, and me I and you already have. I say me and you already have enough trouble remembering names. Um, oh my God! And I can't pronounce half of them. So like <laughs> I, I'm like I'm like the double asshole here. But um, but no um. Uh, first of all, I, I want to say the English voice acting was fantastic. I liked all of it. All of it. There was no voice that annoyed me at all. Everything was perfect. Yeah. Um, which is 
which is rare. Even though it, you, you see it, you see better voice acting these days. But I thought the voice acting overall was fantastic. There was no voice that I hated. Um, loved the characters, even the characters that sucked, like the dark-haired girl whose name began with an N. I don't remember her name. Uh, Naoka. Naoka. Yeah, so boys. What a bitch. Chris. What a bitch. But man, I, the man. voice actor really nailed her bitchiness. Oh yeah, like that—that's that, one thing I've learned to like, kind of take a step back and appreciate uh, over mm-hmm. the years of like watching like film and TV shows is like the characters that mm-hmm. you hate. Like that just means they're doing a good job. That's literally like absolutely. Like it, it, anybody that's seen The Sopranos, like Tony Soprano's mother. Oh my god, I've never hated oh anybody god. more in my entire life. <laughs> but she did fantastic, and, and I've learned to like live with that. I guess. <laughs> Oh, man, because I'm not going to lie, there were a couple times watching this movie I wanted to reach through the goddamn TV and just choke the life out of her. If she'd have hit, if she'd have hurt my girl Shoka one more time, oh, I'd have thrown her over the fucking bridge. She, she, seemed like the, <laughs> she seemed like the only character that didn't, like, learn anything. Like, I was like... Dude, it'd have been like big uh, fucking Rey Mysterio dumping Big Show over the top rope. <laughs> I'd have launched her ass over. Oh, yeah, man. she didn't learn shit, dude. She, I felt like she was just a bitch from start to finish, and all her friends just kind of accepted it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, of course, we'll get to all that. We start off, though, Chris, uh, with Shoya, uh-huh. and Chris, he's planning to uh, to take his own life. He's planning to, like, jump off this bridge and just call it... Wild, right? Yeah. He, when... like... No, go ahead. No, like, uh, it's just like it's... Uh... It's it's you see like he has his calendar like ripped off of like a certain date like, and you know you're kind of like what's going on here because the the animations like it's like a beautiful animated scene and all this stuff like him mm-hmm. going to this bridge and like we don't really understand what's going on until he climbs up on the ledge and then you're like oh shit he's gonna jump um and then like oh yeah because he like he like sells all of his belongings quits his job you see him like put this envelope of money on like somebody's bed who went and i first saw it i was like oh that's like a roommate or a girlfriend or something um and of course also we're greeted i don't know if it happens till right after this but we're greeted to my generation by the who Mm -hmm. um in this opening sequence which i thought was really fucking cool yeah definitely a a nice touch to it um and of course we learned this envelope that he placed down is like the money that he owed his mother um and we learned, find out why soon. Yeah, and then basically while he's standing up on this ledge over this bridge, he there's like some there's like some families like playing with some fireworks or something, and he kind of just mm-hmm. it kind of like triggers something in him to, you know, maybe maybe not, maybe I'll uh, you know, I'll I'll try to wrap up some of these like loose ends, which obviously we don't know what like what these loose ends are at the time. Um, We're just like homeboys having a rough day. Um, if he's clearly like he's Cody, he hasn't just cleared his schedule. He has permanently cleared his schedule. Yeah. For the rest of his life. And then Chris, then we start the, we start the flashback to him when he was, uh, I believe in sixth grade is what it is here. Um, yeah. And we see him like, you can clearly tell that this is Shoya. Uh, he's got the same hair. Oh, and same, yeah. same look and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. He reminds he's me. got his two little friends that he hangs out with. So he's got, you know, he got the, he got the click, right? Like, we got the group. Yeah, it reminds me of like a young Bakugo from, uh, yes, from my just hero. with black hair. Yeah, um, and and then of course we get introduced to Shoko, who is the new student in class. Um, and basically, 
the teacher brings her in front of their class, and she doesn't really say anything, but she has a notebook, and it kind of mm-hmm. just explains, like, her name, it, what her name is, and, like, that she she is deaf. She can't hear anything. Um, yep, and she wants to use the notebook to have everybody communicate with. And I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, not knowing you know what anything is about yet i was like oh this is cool they're gonna be they're gonna be friends and they're all gonna learn how to communicate with her um you know just kind of that that good wholesome slice of life kind of thing but cody that's not what we get at all chris no these kids are savages all right (laughs) they treat her like shit and they treat her like (laughs) oh my god and all of these kids are shitty every single kid in the class like Except for oh maybe the one like dark-haired girl. Um, I'm trying to. Remember. With the short hair, yeah. Um, the the one that eventually like kind of runs away because of every how shitty everything is. Um, I want to say it's Miyoko. Maybe. I think it's Miyoko. Yeah, she's she's I the dark the dark shorter hair that helps her like helps her. She befriends her, and then when they're singing, uh, like they're when they're singing the song and. Um, because they don't they don't mince any words here no pun intended like they they have her speak um even though she's hard of hearing and and we've all somebody who's hard of hearing we are deaf we have you know they they have um like they, there's what am i trying to say the, the the way their voice sounds like there there's no like tone to it um it's not really enunciated um and again i am this isn't making fun poking fun i i i i just don't know what what it's called or how to describe it but we we've all heard it we all know what it you know what we're trying what i'm trying to say right yeah yeah no and uh so like she she kind of has a a voice um but for the most part she communicates through this uh notebook Mm -hmm. and then of course using sign language um which you had mentioned before the podcast chris that you've actually learned a little bit of like i believe it's asl is what it's called yeah, ASL. So me, me and my wife, one of the things we'd like to do during the pandemic, just we you know, just real simple ASL, simple phrases, the alphabet, we can count to a million, um, little things like that. Um, now, ASL is different from, I guess, what universal sign language is, but some of the stuff translates over. So um, whenever they would say happy, like the like the sign for happy, where you like your two hands kind of move across your body, that's that's the same in ASL. Um things like here and okay like some of the stuff they were saying i was like oh man i totally know what she's signing and they did a really good job animating it which i thought was really really cool yeah very good job because i mean even like when they were doing the signs and like even when you know the certain character who was talking with her wouldn't explain Mm -hmm. it uh you could kind of get the gist but just by like the emotions on their faces and things like that absolutely again the animation here holds so much weight you're going to carry that weight, Cody. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, but, Chris, like we said, um, she's getting bullied. These little shits. These little shits, man. Uh, and it's mostly by Shoya, our main character. Um, Calling her a freak constantly. like, And they're all like, dude, and they're all like saying shit. And they're like, oh, she can't hear. She doesn't know what we're saying. And, yeah, you no. know, it's just like, God, y'all are little shitheads. They're ripping out her, like, hearing aids and, like, throwing them outside, throwing them around, chucking them out the window. I'm like, what the f- I, I, I've never, You're like... wrong. I wasn't, like... And all she wants to do is be their friend, dude. She's just like, can we be friends? And he's like, go fuck yourself. I don't <laughs> want to be friends with you. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, and, it's, and there's no one, like, speaking up. Like, Chris, I never experienced, like, any bullying... Or like, really, mm-hmm. got to see any bullying? 
um, when I was younger, fortunately, of course, because mm-hmm. I, I know I've heard, like, plenty of terrible things. Um, but this mm-hmm. just seems like the next level. Like, this... Like, this is a main character that's pretty damn hard to to give a shit about for a long, oh, dude, for a kids, long time. And, and I was thinking, dog, and I was like, dude, you should have just jumped off that fucking bridge. That's, like, that's literally what I started thinking immediately. Hey, you should have just jumped. Don't give a shit what happens after this. You just need to whoop, just dive right in. Dude, I'm saying, I was like, fuck this kid. Like, like even watching this, like, even though it's just an animation, mm-hmm. like, I'm getting pissed. Like, just like, I hate this kid. And yeah. then there's all the and other That's kids. what I'm saying, dude. Like, all the other no, students, ahead, nobody's ahead. telling him to, like, knock it off. Like, the one blonde kid, like, kind of goes like, oh, I told you to knock it off. I'm like, bullshit. Like, you yeah. didn't stop any of this. And uh, No, you're just as guilty, man. You're, you're just as big of a piece of shit as he is. And I think, like, this is actually, like, you know, off topic, but the movie's pretty long. It's like a two-hour movie, two hours and ten minutes. Oh, yeah, it, it was lengthy, but it was it felt really quick once you start watching it and getting in there because you – at least me, I got very invested with these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, like the first twenty-five minutes is just this bullying sequence, just nonstop oh throwing her book in the water, and like just all kinds of shit. Uh, but eventually, um, they go a little too far. Yeah, I don't know. Is it the principal that comes in? Yeah, yeah. Because basically, that, that after the whole, I want to say after the hearing aid gets ripped, I think the hearing aid getting ripped out was the last straw. Yeah, and basically, if I'm not no, it was the, it was, it was the, um, no, it was the, the, the notebook in the, in, in the pond. Like that was the last straw. That was it. Yeah, and then the principal basically comes in and he's basically like, hey, you know, Sh- Shoko's lost eight hearing aids or had them broken, and they're very expensive. Oh. Um, and she's transferred to another school. Well, not yet, not yet. Um, okay. ba- basically. The, the principal's kind of doing like the, you know, whoever did it, you know, you need to own up oh, to Oh, that's it. right. This is the hearing aid. The, the principal comes in for the hearing aid. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And then the fucking teacher just straight up calls out Shoya. <laughs> and then like the yeah, other kids. Yeah, he's like, stand up. You know, like being up, banging on the chalkboard. Like, you know, it was you. We've all seen it. Stand up. Yeah. I, I, I was like, all right, teacher's my favorite character at this point. Although, he's the best. Although he should have spoke up earlier, but you know, it's whatever. Agreed. We got to have some kind of movie, right? Um. But mm-hmm. even, like, the other kids start to turn against him, and they're like, yeah, it's all Shoya, even though they were all little and, pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, and even Shota's like, you're just as mean as I am. What? And, and, like, so he he's going down, and he's trying to bring everybody down with him, but in typical fashion, everybody just turns into a fucking, they just all turn into Benedict Arnold on his ass. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't do nothing. We told him to stop. We told him to knock it off. He just didn't listen. Yeah, and this this oh, eventually oh. leads to a, like a physical altercation between Shoya and Shoko, where like that's right, that's and, right. Um, in the because all of his friends basically at this point, his, his two friends have just kind of told him that they're, they're everybody's just done with him. Yeah, and they're bullying him He's now. Shoya. And I want to say they're like yeah. writing things on his desk, and she's actually cleaning yeah. it off of his desk when he comes in. He's like, I don't need your help, you know, acts like mm-hmm. a total dickhead, and she's just trying to be nice. And uh, and he like starts to hit her, like starts to beat her up. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, it is a, uh, it is a rough start to this movie. Um, but yeah, this it was hard. This part was hard to watch because you're like, "Dog, what is your problem?" Like that's like, like I wanted, I wanted the principal to come in and just chuck his ass out the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after the physical altercation, Shoko is um, transferred to another school, and mm-hmm. 
Shoya eventually, like, I think he finds her notebook. It's kind of a tough scene. It's hard to uh-huh. understand because it's kind of like flashing around a little bit. But like suddenly he's in the water getting her notebook out. And because like his because his friends threw all his shit in the water. Okay, is that know? what it is? I, I was trying to like understand that scene. I guess it was just a little bit harder for me to understand. But he basically has Shoya or Shoko's old notebook, and he like keeps mm-hmm. it, just holds on to it. Um, and then yeah, and one thing we forgot to mention. Um, so when the the last hearing aid, hearing aid got ripped out and broken, basically Shoya's mom or uh, Shoya, yeah, Shoya, his mom basically paid for another hearing aid. Like they go meet up with like shoka's mom and she's she's not really happy about it um but she basically pays for it and they go have a talk and it's such a weird scene but that we find out that because her mom paid for his mom paid for her hearing aid that's what he's paying her back for all these years later Mm -hmm. that's why he left the envelope of money um yeah in the present day um, but then yep. we, we kind of get to learn that, like, basically throughout middle school and, like, the rest of middle school, and now he's in high school, um, he's basically been bullied, and he's basically just, like, a loner now. He, like, we see yeah. through his eyes that, like, he, ha- he like, envisions this, like, X over people's faces. Like, everybody has this blue X over their face, and he doesn't, like, look people in the eyes anymore. He doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool, by the way, that, um, and not to jump the gun here, but as as he meets people and become and starts to kind of open back up and starts to go on this kind of redemption redemption quest. I love watching the X's peel away from people's faces. I thought that was a really, really cool touch. Yeah. And it's something that you can really only do with like via like animation. Yes. Like, this wouldn't work yep. in like a, a live action. So Hollywood, please don't ruin this. Movie. Don't fucking. <laughs> yes. Don't bother. Um, but yeah. And, he, this is where he he kind of starts to he wants to meet with Shoko and give her back her or Sh- wait, mm-hmm. Shoko yeah okay I'm gonna get these confused yeah. a lot but he wants to go meet with Shoko yeah there's Shoya and Shoka yeah and she's at the sign language center um yeah which when he goes we also find out that like he's he's been studying sign like learning how to do sign mm-hmm. language um because this is we're back in the present day this is after he decides to not kill himself if I'm not mistaken right. Yeah, this is what he does, I guess, which I guess this is why he decided not to kill himself, maybe to get some closure, maybe to maybe to try and be a better person instead of just being a fucking coward and a bully. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty much, I couldn't put it better myself, Chris. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he basically goes there to apologize. Um, He doesn't apologize, but he asks her, like, you know, maybe we can be friends. Um, And this girl being Mm -hmm. just the sweetest soul on earth at this point, Chris. She accepts, because um, it seems like that's all she ever wanted, was like to be accepted or to be like friends with these people. Um, yeah, because her, her mindset is tragic in itself. Because um, what we find out throughout the course of this movie, especially now that she's older, obviously her hearing is getting worse and worse. And we see as it all, I mean, I'm not again, I don't want to jump the gun here, but all she ever wants, and she, you're always seeing her apologize. Like even the whole time when she was a kid and people were picking on her, she was the one apologizing. It's I don't know, and and we, it, I, I'll, I guess we'll get back to it. Um, but it's like she, her pain comes from 
feeling like she makes everything difficult for people she tries to interact with. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Yeah, it's honestly just a just a very tragic story on her side. Um, yeah, oh my god. But then, like, but, over the next, like, they they start to like. I want to say he visits her one more time, uh, and uh-huh. like she's like feeds the koi fish, and like he's basically trying to figure out another reason to go back over there. Um, yeah, to go back to. The- oh, we get a cool scene here. Well, on, on the way there, we get that really cool scene where so he's got no fucking friends, and he's still by himself. And he he sees this other kind of loner kid, like the fat kid, about to get his bike stolen. This one guy's like, oh, you know, let me borrow your bike. You should let me borrow your bike. You're here. I need my, I need your bike. And he's trying not to give it. He's, at, he's calling for help. And, of course, uh, Shoya steps up and is like, hey, why do you need his bike? Why don't you just borrow mine? Which, of course, he's like, yeah, of course he stole it. Yeah, the guy but just, wants to he, steal a bike. Yeah, Tomohiro uh, Nagatsuka yeah. is his name. Yeah. Uh, so quickly be they, they they kind of become like I don't know like the 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 losers club right they they uh, you know two kind of outcast kids uh, slowly but surely become friends obviously uh, what's his name Toma um let me pull it oh, you just said it Toma Goya Toma Goya this beef will destroy you Toma, Toma Hero Toma Hero yeah <laughs> Yoba Goya that's what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> For those who watch the league, no, Tomohiro like definitely takes more of like the oh hey we're best friends now like immediately like oh hey you, you, cool we're we're homies now we're best friends let's go hang out let's do this let's do that. But I guess I said all that to say this he he basically gives up his bike so he's like oh this is a sign maybe I shouldn't go bother her again because he's real eat, eaten up by like oh, why did I say we should be friends I'm so fucking stupid that's the dumbest thing I could have said I could have said like just really playing back that encounter in his head he's like you know maybe me somebody taking my bike is a sign for me not to go but then like flapping in the wind we have like a my name is earl with the lottery ticket moment here <laughs> uh it's a coupon for like half off fluffy bread so that's his his you know his sign to go get the bread and go back and feed the koi fish right so he uses that as his excuse goes and gets the bread and then uh mm-hmm Goes and sees her, but Chris, we get introduced to another character here. Um, yeah, Yuzuru, and uh, Yuzuru is at this point we think Yuzuru is a boy. Um, yeah, but I've watched enough anime Which, where I instantly dude, was as soon like, as I saw the eyes. I was like, this is a fucking girl, and, and yep, they're they're trying to do. Is yeah, they're they're trying the to hide tomboy. this. I was like, tomboy. Yeah, and uh, you know, posing as uh, Choco's boyfriend now. Yeah, which also, by the way, because um, I want to say, I, I think at this point we've had the moment with his mom where she didn't want to take the money from oh, and fucking from burns it. She's like, <laughs> dude, she burns it. Like, well, she says she's gonna burn it if he if he tries to kill himself again, and she's like, promise me you're not gonna kill yourself again. But she ends up burning it anyway anyway on mistake. Um, now, what I think is cool here too, I'm pretty sure she's, you know, she's lesbian. The mom? I don't know. Yeah, because oh, oh, I don't know. the reason I say that because I feel like she she has the daughter, uh, a son-in-law or a brother-in-law, and when the other when the other girl leaves when they when they're having breakfast, you see her on the way out the door, and she's like, "All right, well, I'll see you later, honey." 
like not in like a this is my daughter kind of way like it made it seem like she was in a relationship with this other woman that they just you know i would have liked to have seen them maybe you know bring that out into the forefront because again we're talking it's 2021 even go back to 2017 when this movie was made we're talking regular ass people here right this is normal you know relationships are coming all shapes and sizes these days so i would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that you know what i mean yeah because i was unsure about their whole family situation either because it seems like he has like i i thought it was his little sister but i I think it's his it's his niece actually Mm -hmm. the little girl that's like staying with his mother yeah marla marley or whatever her name is i know we meet her father like later on in just like a like a very short scene where he just like he comes back from like the military or something. Yeah, um, yeah, he was on deployment. He's like this. Oh, he's just all like <laughs> fucking jacked. I loved it. But like, it seems like there's a character that we just don't get shown, and maybe that's just something that got. Yeah. Mis- you know, maybe that character is more explored in the in the manga. Um, maybe, yeah, because I just thought that was like, oh, cool, like, oh, cool. You know, mom, mom's in a you know a different relationship, which I mean, because we never see fucking their dad anywhere so it's like well maybe maybe they don't have a dad which i you know i was thinking okay you know it kind of adds more to this this kind of nuanced emotion and i i don't want you know i'm i'm no i'm no sociologist i'm no therapist i'm no you know i i don't i'm not an expert in any of this stuff but like you see this kid who is a bully who just comes from a very different home like it's almost like they live above where her mom works like her beauty salon you know leave it to the people with the shittiest attitude to have like the most different kind of lifestyle at home right be it good bad or indifferent you have people who maybe don't who don't just gel with their family they end up taking that frustration out on other people people who come from a broken home they clearly project that anger out on people um Sometimes people who had who just come from a, a I don't know or maybe maybe as weird as it sounds maybe it's too perfect of a household and they don't like that they want to get in trouble they want to you know God damn it Dad don't tell me you're disappointed in me just once you know what I'm saying you know yeah. you know what I mean yeah no. so I guess that's what I'm trying to say like I. I don't I'm not correlating one to the other, but I wish they would have explored that family dynamic more to understand why he's such a shithead. Yeah, because I, I was definitely confused and maybe I missed the scene where the mm. the other girl walked out and said that. Maybe oh, it was so fast. It was so fast. But it, it seemed like they were mentioning like, oh, so and so is going to this place. And I'm like, well, who the f- I don't know mm-hmm. who that is. Like, I, I, yeah, I, these names are already hard for me to remember, let alone like like I, I can remember the faces, mm-hmm. but like. I was like, okay, this isn't his little sister. This is his little niece. So, like, is the other person his sister? Because this is his mom. And I'm like, yeah. You know what? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm tired of trying to figure this out. I'm more concerned about the deaf girl and her family. I don't I don't care about yeah the bully. Which their family seems kind of weird too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when we explore when we get into them, and not in like a a mean way, but mom is definitely a fucking hard ass who and little sister who is posing as a boy or for a little bit but more so in like a protective kind of role like i don't know there's just something there there's just this weird like there's a dark cloud over this family for some reason you know what i mean it's it's a it's neat how they're able to how they're able to 
convey like this tension for lack of a better way to put it like in this movie it's really neat yeah but um yeah so back to getting back to the story um one day yeah you know shoya and choko i think it's the day where he actually gives her back her notebook and he kind of starts to have like a uh a, a conversation with her alone and mm-hmm. you know of course uh yuzuru tries to you know close the door in his face again and say hey she doesn't want to talk to you blah 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 mm-hmm. um this is where um our boy tomohiro he comes with him and he's basically like no he That's needs right. to talk to her and uh so he those... puts his hand in his chest like hey bud what are you <laughs> doing this is my best friend you don't fucking talk to my best friend like this right so they have like their own my dad's stronger than your dad <laughs> yeah so they have their own little like moment together and basically mm-hmm. um I think it's Shoya that drops the book. He drops the notebook into the river mm-hmm. below again, and then like she jumps in to, rec- to grab it out, and then he jumps in after it. And oh, no, what, what kind of what happens is uh, he's like telling them to stop. He's like, "Y'all need to stop." And she looks up and sees him, and he's like, "Ah!" Oh, he like freaks out and runs away. Goes out to the bridge where the koi fish is. She comes out there, and he gives. She has her book, and. You realize he he drew like poop and shit. It like he drew like a bunch of shitty pictures and wrote stupid stuff in it. But he's like, no, you don't want to see all. Oh, you shouldn't be reading that stuff. You know, like like almost guilty about like, oh yeah, I forgot. I totally defaced your fucking notebook. <laughs> and he's fumbling and reaching for it, and she drops it, and she goes right in after it. And then he jumps in after it as well, and that's when old little sister um snaps a picture that gets him in trouble. Yeah, which I don't understand. Maybe it's maybe it's something in Japan, or it's just something in this particular story where it's like, it's like I guess forbidden to jump into like the river. I don't know if it has to do with the koi fish or like what. Mm-hmm. I maybe it's just something that we I I don't relate to personally. Like I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. But apparently that's like a forbidden thing. Because like, oh yeah, he got suspended for a week for that shit. Yeah, because Yuzuru makes like a fake Twitter page on him and like. Post it mm-hmm. up, and it, of course it spreads around. He gets suspended for a week, and um, basically while he's suspended, he's tasked with going to pick up his niece from like daycare or wherever she's at, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just a playground by herself, which is kind of weird. Unless they, uh, unless they just cut to a scene where maybe they were on their way home, and he let her stop and play at the playground for a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel like it was. Because um, he's and- like holding her little bag. Yeah, and then of course she's like, "Hey, there's somebody in here, like inside, like the, like mm-hmm. the tunnels of like this playground area." And mm-hmm. lo and behold, it's Yuzuru who's ran away from home. And uh... which, by the way, when we first saw Yuzuru uh, looking kind of dirty, no shoes on, I was like, "Yo, did I, I'm thinking, okay, well maybe this is a boy. Did this kid just get beat up and bullied, and someone stole their shoes, and he's just been hanging out in here, this playground?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's where my mind went initially. That oh, this this kid's been bullied. How, how ironic that you know we're now seeing more of this. You know. Yeah, and um, basically, uh, Shoya like invites Yuzuru to come back to to stay at their house. Um, mm-hmm. Like has a meal and some din din. You can tell Yuzuru definitely feels guilty about what she had done or at this point. Oh yeah. What we think is he, but we. I mean, I can. I know this is a girl. Um, oh yeah. Basically, it's, she, she face to eyes, give it away. Yeah, she leaves in the middle of the night, and of course, Shoya follows, and it's like raining, and like brings her the umbrella, and like you know, walks her back home. And uh-huh. uh, they, this is where they're gives her a pair of shoes. Yeah, and they're, they they kind of have their own friendship that kind of blossoms from here on out. Yep. Um, 
Because I think here it's where she, uh, I can remember if it's here, if it's the next morning where she spills the beans that she goes, oh, that's right. Because she, she starts talking all this shit to him. Like, you know, you're a terrible person. You know, are, are, why are you doing this? You know, almost like she knows who he is. That, you know, you you were a shithead to her. Why are you bothering her? What are you trying to do? Are you just trying to make yourself feel better? And he's just kind of like, no, you're right. You know what I mean? Like, really just leans into the criticism. And I think from there, there's like a little bit of respect kind of born out of that, you know? Yeah, he definitely leans into the criticism pretty much throughout the whole movie. Like, he, yeah. he, he acknowledges that all of this is pretty much his fault. And Yuzuru uh, mm-hmm. definitely kind of, like, respects him for that. Um, and Yuzuru trying to be, mm-hmm. like, a younger sister, trying to look out for her older sister, obviously because she's deaf and, like, she has this, this, uh, this like, this tough past, I, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, but I do know as they get close to the, I guess, the entrance of their house, uh, old Ma Dukes comes out. Oh, tells Azuru to get inside and slaps the shit out of Sh- Shuya. For sure. And then um, I can't remember what causes them to want to go. Um, they want to kind of reunite with some of their old classmates. Um, most specifically, mm-hmm. ah, Miyoko. That's the girl's name. Mm-hmm. Miyoko is the, the short, or the girl with the short brown hair. I can't remember the other girl's name who has the blonde hair. Because she's in the same class as Shoya currently. Right. Because they're their classmates now. I can't think of that girl. Um, Because she asks her, like, where do you know where she is? Um, I'm trying to remember what what sparks all of this wanting to, like, reunite the friend group. That might be Miki. That might be Miki, I believe. Yeah, Miki. Um, Mm -hmm. I know it's... I, I think it's when... Shoto and Shoka have like a meeting and like she wants to talk to man these names are tough she wants to talk mm-hmm. to Miyoko and so mm-hmm. Shoya goes up to the blonde girl who I believe his name is Miki and because they're in class mm-hmm. together and he's like hey do you have any way of getting in contact with her she's like oh well she goes to this school and so basically Shoto wait not Shoto Shoya Jesus man these are tough mm-hmm. alright Shoya plans <laughs> to like go to the, like wherever this girl's like school is and like meet with her and ask her if she'll like come talk with Shoko and then Shoko uh-huh. and Yuzuru show up and she's like hey she's gonna come with you yeah cause uh, cause his friend's gonna go with him um what, Tomohiro yeah he was planning on going yeah. with him and he like spotted him the money cause obviously he just gave all his money yeah, he's to like him. this that's right he's like that's what friends do you know we got meal expenses we got travel it's cool we're friends that's what friends do cause this, during all this of course they're they're hanging out and Tomohiro actually brings his bike back to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I found your bike, so I figured I'd bring it to you." That's right, because he and when I love the scene when he finds out that Azuru's a girl, he's got his arm like wrapped around her. The next thing you know, he's like all the way like two blocks away from her. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, that uh, was funny. But yeah, so Shoya and Shoko go off on the train to go meet with Miyoko. Uh-huh. Um, of course, they come up across her and. You know, oh, yeah, they're going down the escalator, and she's on her way up, and she's like, oh, shit, Shoka. Yeah, and then they have their little their little hangout session, get reacquainted. They These two were the only, like, Miyoko was really the only one that wasn't, like, such a bully, um, in my opinion. Yeah, but it, it's cool. It's true. She wasn't a bully, but what sucks is she, it, they, they really play on that angle that she never did anything about it either. She just ran away from all the problems. Like, she was the... 
she's the non-confrontational one, the one that she was aware of all this stuff happening, but never did anything about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what happens next. I think mm -hmm. this is the scene where like Shoka, she tries to Shoko. Mm -hmm. She tries to like explain her feelings to Shoya and basically says that she likes him because they've been like you know they yeah. meeting and feeding this fish and like all this stuff. Um, yeah, like their their friendship is really starting to blossom here, and I know they have like this weird moment where yeah she's trying to say that she does like him, and he doesn't understand. Every time she goes to talk, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Or he even says, he says at one point, yeah, you're, it's your voice. It sounds weird. And he didn't mean it in a mean way, but he was just like, Oh shit. Why did I say that? You know what I mean? Just like really tried to back, you know, just backpedal and be like, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, which of course, again, it goes back to her always apologizing and feeling guilty that she, her, her disability or her, her difference is putting is making it difficult for other people to interact with her and she's blaming herself for that yeah which is pretty tragic it's wild uh, it's wild uh, but then of course uh Shoya also runs into what's her name naoka I believe it's yeah name. naoka and she's like has like some meow meow club oh. thing where he like goes to like I don't know if it's where she works or what it is, but he goes and, like... Yeah, she works there, and it's just, like, a place where you just sit in a room full of cats for an hour. It's Japan. There's weird shit happening over there. Yeah, and he gets, like, this little cat toy thing, and then basically, like, when he goes to meet with uh, Shoko, uh, he mm -hmm. runs into her again, and Naoto, like, yeah. she, like, gets on his bike, and, like, she's kind of, like, being flirty, like, I'm sorry for those things I did. Like, she's, like, just... She's just the shittiest character. I fucking hate. Oh, dude, she's, she's such a bitch. She's so I awful, and I hate her. Like, I, I, oh my god. But she's trying to like, and like, know. I don't get how she's still part of the gang throughout this movie. It's like because it, it, it almost Shoya almost seems like he fucking hates her because she was also the absolute most vocal about him being the bully, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so and then like at. As he's going to ride over to her because he sees her across the street, she runs in front of the bike and like goes over to oh goes over to Shoko and like rips out her fucking hearing aid again. Like, oh, let's play oh catch with God. it. Like back in the day, it's like, man, you are just constantly a piece of shit. Yeah, it's like uh, you haven't grown up at all. And even Shoya is like, you need to fucking stop and go away. Like it's not cool. And of course, Shoka is just trying to like be like, oh hey, you know, how's it going? Like trying to be really nice, but like. I don't know. It's so weird. It was she's such a bitch, such a bitch. Yeah, and I th I guess that scene takes place before he like, before she confesses her feelings to him, and he doesn't understand it. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, it's all the same story. You understand what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah. And she like makes fun of them for being friends and like all all kinds oh, of shit. Oh my man. god! Just... Because he he because she thinks like oh you you're friends with her now. How the fuck did that happen? You know what I mean? Just like you were the biggest piece of shit to her. Like it's almost like she's calling him out for like what is this? Is this a fake ass friendship? What are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, just unfortunate. Um, Which of course makes him feel bad. Yeah, and then we get introduced to a newer character. Um, what's his fucking name? The red-haired kid. It's old Mickey's friend. I don't remember. I thought it was just, I thought that was like her, her boyfriend or something. 
It's Satoshi Mashiba. Um, and he's actually like, cool he's another awesome character because he's like, who the fuck would make fun of a deaf girl? Like, what the fuck's wrong? What a douchebag. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. finally, finally somebody with oh a fucking God. hint of common sense. Like, that isn't mm-hmm. just a total piece of shit. And, uh, though, I, and I will say this. I'm glad you said that because that scene comes up. This is where, like, because before all that happens, they actually have a nice little friends day they all get together they all go to amusement park like they like the friend group is back together except for like the kids that show you was friends with but um we'll, we'll get to that scene when he, when he call, says who would make fun of a deaf kid because i think that was a missed opportunity to have show you be like yeah I, I was wrong for doing that like really like again lean into his redemption yeah but yeah they have like their... but he didn't their fun day at the park or at the like the Six Flags, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then, mm-hmm. of course, Na- Naoka, she shows up and like wants to go oh. on fucking the Ferris wheel with, um, with Shoko. Fortunately, Yuzuru like says, "Hey, hey, take my camera. Uh, just get, like take some, some pictures. pictures. I'm gonna go ride the roller coaster again." Right. Little do they know he's recording this whole conversation. Um, which Yuzuru mm-hmm. later shows to uh, Shoya, oh and basically God. Naoka is just like blaming her for everything. Like she wished things could go back to how they used to be, and like yeah, if you'd have never shown up at our school, we all would have just been fine, and we'd all still be friends, wouldn't be dealing with this shit. And why, you know, like just really, and then like hits her. I was yeah. like, you bitch, oh you bitch. Yeah, and like, so how much she hates her, and like, just terrible. Oh like, my god! The whole time, Shoko's like, "I don't hate you," or like, "I hate myself." Yeah, I'm like, "Geez," which was like, "What?" That that's what it was like. Oh no! Like it was re- like you know, we got this whole like victim blaming thing, and it's like, oh no. And then this was this was so awful. I was so sad. Yeah, and then uh, the the blonde girl kind of like calls out. After this, like, when they're back in school, the blonde girl, like, calls out uh, Shoko and basically informs the red-headed kid that, like, he's the one that was the bully this whole time. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rather than him being able to, like, kind of own up for his mistakes to everybody, like, you know, one at a time or anything, like, he kind of gets called out. And this is in front of Tomohiro and, like, everybody in yeah. class. So, like, now everybody knows, okay, this kid was the piece of shit originally that bullied this girl. Mm-hmm. Um and then they have, like, this little... He kind of, like, heads off on his own, and they have, like, this this really cool scene where, like, everybody kind of meets up at the bridge, and, mm-hmm. and basically they all start calling each other out on their bullshit. Uh, yeah, well, and he does it. He calls them all out one by one. He's like, why don't you just go fuck... And he tells uh, the one girl who, who left, he's like, well, well, why don't you just go run away again? That's all you do. Um, and you just need to shut up. You know, it's always all about you. You know, like it, he just goes down the line oh, yeah. and just starts ripping them all to shreds. Which, oh, by, by the way, we did also forget uh, at the amusement park, the the blonde kid that he that show you was friends with is working like the concession stand, mm-hmm. and she tried to have this. She tried to have those two like talk, and it just didn't work out. He was just like, whatever. Yeah, the, the, it seems like I don't, I don't know. There's some there's some animosity there or something. I don't know. Yeah, not really sure, but um, but yeah, they don't see that kid anymore. That was it. Yeah, but we do hear about him, and I'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, yeah, but yeah, basically, fucking 
show you basically i mean for a guy that we don't really like that much that's trying to like earn his respect back uh man uh-huh. him roasting all these girls made me feel it was just great just fantastic uh, yeah, because he's kind of saying that you know, yeah, he's he's fucked up, but y'all are no better than I am. Like again, he's 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 now bringing them. You know, I don't want to say he's bringing them down with him, but like he admits he's bad. He admits he was terrible. They don't, and he's like saying y'all need to fucking admit that you're just as bad as I am. Yeah, and the two of them were like part of the bullying too. Like they don't they try to act like yeah. they weren't you know doing anything. So it's good that he gets to call them out in front of. Uh, Shoko and Yuzuru as well, so they they see everything, they hear everything. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember where we go from there. Uh, it's kind of this, I don't know, it seems really weird where, like, nobody's really kind of hanging out, but then um, Shoka is still hanging out with Shoya, like, they're still doing their thing, and then, and so is Yuzuru, and they, they want to say this is where they go, and, like, they try to make amends with her mom and they, they make her, they go to make her a cake for like her birthday. Okay. We, we did um, forget about the, the, there's like the grandma scenes. Um, and the, oh, their, yeah, their yeah, grandma, yeah. Pa- like the grandma dies during like all of this. Yeah. And then Shoya kind of makes it like his, his mission to kind of keep Yuzuru and Shoko company, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. they just dealt with some loss and like, basically he's like, he's, he's almost overcompensating. Yeah, he's almost trying a little too hard. Um, yeah, let's let's hang out today. Let's hang out tomorrow. Let's hang out the next day, and then that's when they're like, "Oh yeah." And the, the, I guess the thing is, the grandma was kind of like the pillar of this family, mm-hmm. you know, the voice of reason. Just every you know, every rational thought was. Which of course, this hit mom really hard. This hit the the, the grandkids really hard. So I mean, they're going through a tough time. Um, and that's when they, which is that's when they offered to make the cake. Yeah, they like allow him to come make the cake for their mom, and the mom obviously doesn't really like him that much because of his past. Oh man, she's gonna hit me. <laughs> she's like, they're like and Shoya's like, she's probably gonna hit me again. And Osiru's like, oh no, she's probably gonna kill you this time. Which I thought was funny. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, they they like sit down, they have the cake, and then they invite mm-hmm. him to like this firework festival thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's nice to see him and mom make the amends, you know? Yeah. And like, they're, they're kind of having like this little like family. It's almost like he's one of the, the family members, although mom still has her, her guard up a little bit. Um, yeah. But Shoko's like, Hey, I got to go study like mid fireworks. He's like, I got to go mm-hmm. study. Um, so I'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, Yuzuru tells uh, Shoya, he's like, hey. Yeah, Yuzuru, I said Osuru, yeah, Yuzuru. Yeah, he's like, you should go uh, grab the camera from the house. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which... They say, go get her, you big idiot, you know. Yeah, and so he goes back to the to get the camera, and he notices you can see the fireworks from there, all this stuff, and then he sees. Cody, I, ha- I had my, my hands over my mouth this whole <laughs> time. And I was just like, no, 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 no. Please, no. Yeah. Because... She starts climbing up onto the balcony, and it was like, "Oh no, please no!" And he saw, he knew really fucking quick what was getting ready to happen. Yeah, but he's like, "Fuck it!" He beefs it over the table, Chris. He knocks. It. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, fucking wipes <laughs> out, shit. I'm like, um, you better was, get out I, there. I thought, Dude, and I thought that he was gonna scream loud enough for her to hear him. But I, that I, wasn't the case. I was like, dude, no, 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 no. But I was like, that's how this is going to happen, isn't it? This is how it's going to end. This is it. I was like, this is it. And 
oh, he fucking, oh, Cody, he got the strength to get there and grab her. And I love the, the monologue he's having. He's like, please, 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 God, give me the strength. Uh, I will, I will look starting tomorrow. I'll be better starting tomorrow. I'll do this. Just give me the strength to save her. Like, and I'm just sitting here. I'm I'm like wiping the tears out of my eyes. I was like, Oh my God, please don't let it be like this. Like, please, please. He's trying to do better. And then like, Oh, when she gets the grip, when she gets the grip on the, on the, on the thing and she, she's on her way up. But then Cody, he fucking tumbles over. I was like, yeah, yeah, Chris, they're just playing with your heartstrings at this point. Oh my god! And even when he falls, and like we don't see him hit, but like they show like an egg fall in a bowl. I'm like, oh god! Like, <laughs> like oh my god, is that what happened? <laughs> like, okay, so our, our, we just lost our main character, and he was almost redeemed himself. Um, fortunately, he just falls oh. into the water below. Um, but and you see like some blood coming out. Like he's definitely hurt. Oh yeah, he's definitely hurt. He's and he ends up being like in a coma. Um, mm-hmm. and we hey Cody we're, we're coming up well we have some really cool scenes here so mom comes to the hospital or show you uh, show you his mom is at the hospital um, and I forget who else is there it's uh, Tomohiro yeah yeah they're there well, Yuzuru is there um, mm-hmm. and basically the, the... and I love that like the mom comes out like the mom comes out like She's like, oh, yeah, hey, I haven't seen you. It's been a while. Hey, sorry, you know, I'm sorry for my son all those years ago. And then she, like, bows and starts crying at her feet, like, thank you. Your son saved her life. Yeah, and while while they're they're having their moment, we see uh, Shoko is going to meet with all, of, like, their, their friends from the past, of course, starting with Naoka. This fucking bitch, oh Chris. Oh, my God. This is where Dude, he's... when she's, like, beating her up against the fence, I was like, oh, I was done. That was it. I was like, I need her to just get hit by a bus. And then and Mama Duke shows gone. up, Chris. Mama Duke shows up and starts oh, wailing on fucking... her. Ooh, gives but... her the old fucking five-finger special. But, you know, I, I really wanted her to just, you know, just beat the living shit out of this girl. But Oh, my God. I wanted a fucking Bane bat yeah. backbreaker. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Just... Um, and then Give of course, her a fucking F five. <laughs> yeah, and then Shoya's mom comes out, breaks them up. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, you know, Shoto is just, or Shoko is just, you know, devastated. She blames herself oh. for once again for everything. Um, mm-hmm. And like she starts apologizing again, and like that's just kind of the thing. Like every time something goes wrong, she, her first inclination is to apologize, and it's just no, none of this is your fault. Yeah, she and then she we have like more scenes of her apologizing to Torohime and like all the mm. other kids and like her bringing an umbrella out for Naoka in the rain. I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. fucking hit her over the head with that damn umbrella. What are you oh, doing? dude, poke her right in the goddamn eye with it. Yeah, basically, oh. uh, you know, and while this is all happening, you know, we get to see some scenes inside of like Shoya's head while he's like in this coma, like his like dream state mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and basically, also. What's Shoko like envisions like them not being able to see each other again, so she's like heartbroken, ends up going to like mm-hmm. the same bridge where they're always at, and you know, then we flash over to him finally. And, and he, he wakes, wakes up. 
wakes up from his coma, Chris, rips out the IV. It's IVs. almost like they were sharing the same dream, kind of, you know? Yeah, that's 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 the kind of vibe I got as well. Um, and mm. then, of course, he goes and meets with her on the bridge. And uh, oh. get a nice little heartfelt He's staggering moment. over there. And I love how she's, again, apologizing. And he's like, you have nothing. And he tells her, he's like, you have nothing to apologize about. Yeah, and this is you where know, he, you've never had anything to apologize about. Yeah, and this is where he finally gets to give his like full apology about everything he did in the past and like the scar that he left from like when he, you know, ripped her fucking mm-hmm. hearing aid out or whatever the hell it is. Like, and and I love here, Cody, that he's like, I want, can you show me how to live? Mm-hmm. Because like you've got somebody who's you know other than feeling, and which, which is kind of crazy because, you know he could never really tell how bad she was hurting because it seemed like she was always kind of always wanting to be friendly and positive. But, you know, oftentimes the reality is, or those are the people that are hurting the most, right? Um, so what I really love here, Cody, because then we cut to like the next day, they have their moment together, the school festivals the next day, and they're all, you know, the the the, the gang is back together, and they're going to hang out at the festival. They want to go together uh, to the festival. Even Naoka has kind of come around because, you know, she calls her a moron, you know, signs out moron. Um, but also, too, like, she, you know, Shoka doesn't apologize this time, which I think is kind of cool. Um, yeah, and then and we're coming down. No, go ahead. Yeah, and then, like, it's basically time for Shoya to return to school, I, I guess, before the mm-hmm. festival, and, like, uh, you still yeah, see the X's right. on the people's face, and, he, like, he, he's pretty torn up about it, like, he doesn't really know, like, everybody's like, oh, hey, Shoya, and he, like, doesn't really, he doesn't look anybody in the eyes or anything like that. Yeah, he's just like, fuck, I'm not ready for this yet, and he's like, I don't feel good, and that's when he runs to the bathroom, and, of course, Shoka's just like, are you okay? What's wrong? You know, come on, you know, we'll do this together. Yeah, because she never really got to see that you know, like his side of the the story ever since she transfers yeah. schools. Like he's kind of like the awkward one that gets bullied. Um, yeah. The tables have turned, Darkness. And then our boy Tor, he make, encourages him and gets him to head on back out and go see everybody. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then yeah. they, they all head, like, uh, I think it's Mika. She breaks out like the yeah. origami thing that everybody's been making while he was in, in his coma. Mm-hmm. And, like, she apologizes, and he apologizes, and everybody kind of, like, you know, the gang's all back together. Um, yeah, and they all kind of, I think they all kind of realize that, hey, we're all pretty shitty, weren't we? We're all pretty bad. Yeah. And, even and even though uh, Naoka just has her little thing, and she fucking walks away, which is fine. Good riddance to her. She can, she can tell her fucking story walking, for all I care. Yeah, there were so many moments, Chris, where I was like, like, when, uh, when Shoko brought her the umbrella, I was just like, man, just let her get hit by a bus or like, just something oh, happened just, to her and with like a. Like, where, open up the umbrella and just get struck by lightning. Yeah, like, just do something. Um, but then, of course, like, he goes out during the festival and, like, takes a look around and, like, you see the X's falling off everybody's faces and oh. all these things and, like. And I love that you start to hear, like, he, he also said early in the movie that he, he kind of drowns out the conversation. He keeps distant. But as those X's start to fall off, you also start to hear the conversation until, until like, that scene where everything kind of stops and then it all starts and all the noise, all the sounds, all, everything is in full effect. And he just starts weeping. You know what I mean? 
That's right, Chris. He's crying. You're crying. We're all crying here. And and, uh, I, and I and I love that that him and Shoka just aren't like boyfriend and girlfriend. I love that they've become like great friends who share this common bond of you know i i don't know where i'd be without you i need you to show me how to live and in return show me you know tell me that it's okay remind me that none of this is my fault because i need to hear it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah just a really good just solid redemption story overall um Mm -hmm. and yeah great that is a silent voice or the shape of voice or whatever name yeah, you want to call it. what you want. Yeah, oh, so great. And I love, again, I love that they didn't take the low road when they could have, excuse me, they could have easily killed off one of these characters or a few of these characters to the guilt, to whatever it is they feel. But, you know... Suicide is a very real thing. It's mm-hmm. it's at the fore, especially in this pandemic age where, you know, times are tough for a lot of people. And some people genuinely feel that that is the only way out. It's a super serious thing. You know, about to Lance Storm, if I can be serious for a second, you know, showing that and ha- taking that route in this movie could have is very much the low hanging fruit. It would have been the easy way out. And I like the idea that if, while it doesn't always happen in real life and some people wish that the other person was there or they would have reached out or something, the fact that he did go back to her apartment at the urging of her younger sister knew had the wherewithal to see what was going on and was able to get there and be there for her before she did inevitably kill herself. Like those little things, the fact that, you know, we kind of got to watch a lot of this unfold throughout their life and seeing, just seeing how just shitty kids can be, dude, like call it what it is. We were all shitheads when we were kids. I wasn't a bully and, you know, I was always a big kid, so I never got bullied. Um, you know, sometimes you know, if there was somebody who was bigger than me, they'd always try to size me up, especially like in elementary school and middle school and stuff. But I, I've, I've always been a very calm, chill person. So sometimes I just took it. You know what I mean? But there's some people who do get bullied and they do take it and they take it till they can't take it anymore. Or they think something. Why? Why don't people like me? It's my fault. Yeah. Yeah, I and think, ultimately, it lead, that those roads lead to the same exit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think uh, I, you know, kudos to the writers and the directors and all this stuff for like beautiful. Actually, like you know, taking this like kind of a tough story to like to talk about and like yeah, you know, really just kind of opening you know people's eyes to to stuff like this that happens and uh, yeah, just, just a great movie, man. Just fantastic. Absolutely. Um, my, I Absolutely. think my only my only gripe about it is that it is a little long. Oh. It's like two hours and ten minutes. But like you said, once yeah, it, once it gets tried. going, like mm-hmm. it's mostly. I think I just get frustrated. I hate watching like bullying scenes in in anything. Oh, dude. And I I've never been bullied, so I don't really like. I don't have any like actual connection. It just mm-hmm. pisses me off. I, I, that's the only thing about well, it. You hate seeing bad things happen to, you know, you hate seeing bad things happen just for no fucking reason. And, you know, and we all, we all realize kids are shitheads and 
a lot of times when you get older, you realize that, hey, man, I should have done that. And also, too, you know, it, it stuff like that kind of hits home for me because my little brother um, is handicapped. He is, you know, you wouldn't know it. He's two years younger than me, which makes him older than most people that I know. But he'll never be able to drive a car. He'll never be able to live on his own. And he was bullied a lot when he was younger because he was different. So, like, stuff like that really, really hits close to home. And I fucking hate it. And I swear to God, if I have kids, when or I say if, when me and my wife have kids and our kid ends up being a bully, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Cody. They might call social services on me. <laughs> I, that's, I'll tolerate a lot of things. Lie to me. Steal my fucking car and drive it into the river. But don't you ever let me catch you bullying another kid. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree oh more, man. Oh, my God. Um, but, Fuck, you know, I hate it. You know, what an incredible job because, like like we said at the beginning, like, show you at the beginning, like, you don't want – this isn't an easy-to-like like character, like, especially for a main character. Like, usually yeah, when you see, like, a bullying role in TV or movies or anything, like, usually it's from mm-hmm. the person being bullied's perspective. So, like, you feel bad for them and, like, then yeah. they, like, have their, like, redemption moment or, like, stand up to them or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but, yeah. This definitely takes the opposite route where you see from the bully's point of view and like you get to see his whole like redemption arc. And I mean, it's just the writing, the storytelling, everything here is just fantastic. Um, not to mention like the animation and the music, which I know we haven't really touched on too much, but like also just 10 out of 10 all the way across the board. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, it was a beautiful watch, which and I, again, the characters were so emotive. Um, I always felt like you understood what the character was feeling or if they were trying to hide how they were feeling. It was just done so well. Yeah, and I think that's why I appreciate the scene where where he calls them all out. Um, yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking at that time. Like, when the one girl's like, I never said anything mean, I'm like, oh, you little bitch. Like, you, you are a fucking liar. liar. <laughs> you fucking liar. Um but, you know, Chris, we could go on and on talking about this film. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's throw it on the rankings. I just I posted your list in the Discord if you want to check that out. Um, yeah. Where, where are you going to put this? This is our 24th movie we've covered, Chris. Where do you want to slide this on? Man. This is a tough one to rank. Because it's, it's definitely up there. Um, I would probably put this one. I think this is going to be in my top 10. This is going right under uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door. This is going to be my new number 10. Your new number 10? Okay. Yeah. Ed. It is definitely top 10 worthy. I agree. Um, I'm going to put this. Make it just a little note here. Voice. I'm just adding that to your list. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I'm going to put this... I think this is going to be my new... It'll be my new number nine. Uh, I'm going to put it right nice. under Princess Mononoke and above Eight Man After. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I have... I Honestly, the only thing I don't like about the movie is I just think it's a little long, but I mean, like you said, once it gets going, it's kind of... You know, you kind of yeah. get you kind of get lost in the story here. Like, you want... Like, I, I don't know. You just want this redemption arc to, to be successful. You, you kind of start to turn the corner with Shoya, or Shoya and, like, you kind of start to like him, mm-hmm. and, like, you're rooting for him yeah, by the end absolutely. of the movie, which is crazy that they even managed to pull that off, because 
I mean, the first 20 minutes, I I wanted this kid, and I was like, let's go back to the bridge. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, I'll, I'll take him back there myself. <laughs> I will hog tie him and toss him over myself. But and I think that's something that's something that's very important. And you know, a lot of times, and you you always hate to hear the old saying, you know, a leopard doesn't change its stripes. But I think there's something there's something admirable about somebody who realize and you know, you hate to see that it got it took them to the point where they were going to kill themselves before they realize hey why don't i try to be better which again it goes back to that they didn't take the easy way out they took the hard road they took the road that involved the most work and i think that again it's not a, it's not an everyday case but there are some people that that do take the the easy way out because they don't want to deal with the pain they don't want to deal with these, these these things anymore and i i again i cannot i, I don't i want to stress enough that that is not always the case sometimes the pain is unbearable and i can it's 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 tough suicide is a hard thing to speak on because i've i've had friends that have killed themselves so i've i've seen it firsthand and I don't want to say that that person was a coward and they took the easy way out because I don't understand what they were feeling in those moments. You know what I mean? So the fact that we got to see him come back from the brink, from the point of no return to want to try to fix things, but still deal or understand that it's hard. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just so admirable and just so well done. Yeah, they absolutely. I, I think they just nailed this movie completely. Like, mm-hmm. just absolutely fantastic. Makes me want to check out the rest of his films. Um, which obviously, I, yeah. I, 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 I've talked about some of them before on the podcast. We'll definitely nominate those in the future. And uh, yeah, just... and I love. I also love that. Again, this is a very normal ass movie. There were no fucking superpowers. There was no time jumping. There was there was no anime tropes in this. This was just the only anime trope that, you know, the only thing that that made this like, you know, you had said it before, the X's over the people's faces who were like distant and he wasn't associating with that. That was the only thing that really made an anime. It was only like kind of anime thing that could only be done in an anime, but it was so perfect. It was just his like subconscious manifesting itself like so we could see it like fuck that person can't talk to them don't want to talk to them i'm scared to talk you know what i mean just like i don't want to i can't associate with these people because i've shut myself off from all of these people but as he started to open up watching those x's peel away was so cool yeah and i wouldn't even consider that like a like an anime trope i think it's just something that can only be done in anime um yeah, yeah, which that's is, the, which definitely is the best way to put it. Which is cool. Like, I, I, I really mm-hmm. enjoy that. Um, Absolutely. Really, the only, like, anime trope that I even noticed was, like, you know, Yuzuru being the tomboy that, oh, turns out it's actually a girl. Which, oh, I, yeah. I mean, we can see through this. I've, I've watched enough anime where I've seen that same thing happen. Um, but, you know, like, like yeah. you said, this is probably, I think this might be our only movie we've covered that doesn't have some sci-fi or any, like... Any little yeah, extra? I, I, maybe technically Grave of the Fireflies, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Grave of the Fireflies, for sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and I guess Jinro doesn't have any crazy stuff. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, they're, they're all normal ass dudes too, just alternate. I, I guess technically the only sci fi part of that is like it's an alternate history, but yeah. still, but still, nobody's got fucking superpowers. They're all just normal ass people. Some of them are just trained killers. Yeah, but this is like super, very relatable. Like, um, yeah, these are kids. These are just fucking kids. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, that is a silent voice. Hope you guys uh, I loved it. enjoyed it as much as we did, because uh, obviously we, we we loved it. Um, yeah. But Chris, now we're uh, now it's time to look at, look at this poll that I threw up last week, even though we knew. Yeah, you mean you mean this poll, this landslide victory? We all knew what was gonna win. It's unfortunate, Chris, because eventually we have to like cover like the big hitters. Um, and mm -hmm. this one, to no surprise, Demon Slayer won the poll, guys. Um, doesn't mean that we're not gonna probably know, a new. Was it unanimous? No, no, no. There was votes for... Oh, no shit. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Not Goblin Slayer. What's it called, Chris? God, uh, Goblin Slayer. What am I saying? Uh, Shaman King. <laughs> Shaman King. Goblin Slayer. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. There were votes for Shaman King. Um, okay. Don't worry if you guys are Angel Beats or Supernatural fans. We'll, we'll definitely be using those in the in the future as well. Oh, absolutely. Because I, I think I'm honestly... And, and maybe Goblin Slayer. I haven't looked at, like, my, my actual, like, anime list in a while, but I think I'm actually running out of shows that aren't heavy hitters that are going to have to go on polls. Like... Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, no, watched, absolutely. I, I've watched quite a bit of anime, but, like, I'm not going to throw up, like, a Naruto and, you know, take a year right. out of the podcast just to cover that. Um, but I'm running out of, like, the, the shorter range shows, like... I'm pretty sure I'm just down to like Full Metal Alchemist and like. Well, I was going to say we we might have to we might have to go the route because I'm okay. I've actually been really wanting to watch Full Metal Alchemist, but I've been holding off because I'm like I know we're going to cover this sooner rather than later, so I I keep holding off. Yeah, I think I think next show poll we do, I think we can go ahead and throw it up. I think it's fine now. Because, dude, I'm yeah. honestly, like, running... Like, we like to do the, you know, one I've seen and one I haven't seen. When it comes to yep. actual shows, I'm I'm, I'm running out of shows. Um, <laughs> running on E! Yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess I could think of a few more, but there's some that I don't really want to watch. Uh, yeah. I, like, I want to watch... No, absolutely. I want to watch Attack on Titan. I want to watch Full Metal Alchemist. So maybe we'll have, like, a Super mm. Bowl uh, next time. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, of I'm course... I'm all for it. I'm here for it. We're going to be covering Demon Slayer... Um, next week, mm -hmm. the first 13 episodes of it. Um, if you guys haven't seen Demon Slayer, I don't know how. I think me and Chris are the only two that haven't watched it in its full. Yeah. Um, and I've tried. It's not for lack of trying. Um, I just, I think I'm ready to, I think I'm ready to give it a fair shake. Um, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm still not, I'm learning that I don't give a shit about feudal era animes, but again, Everybody loves this. I know it's beautiful. It is a beautiful show to watch. Like the animation is, it's god tier. It is some of the best looking anime I've seen. But I really need to like these characters. And the the first couple episodes I've watched, I didn't give a shit about the characters. So maybe this time I'm, you because know, now I have to watch it. I can't. I can't. You know. I can't. You know. Get off halfway through the ride. I'm. I'm. I'm committed at this point. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've watched I believe like the first ten episodes, um, and okay. then and then I kind of just stopped mostly because like one of those things I know we're gonna cover on the podcast. Everybody's asking us to cover it, um, so I was just like, you know what? Let me try to enjoy this like, you know, a as we're watching it for the show. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like, exactly. 
like I said, we're going to be covering the first 13 episodes. I'm pretty sure Demon Slayer's on Netflix, Hulu, Funimation, pretty much fucking everywhere. Yeah. Basically, if you have a streaming service with the the only thing it's not on is like Amazon Prime. Right. Which even then you can probably buy it. Who knows? Um, exactly. But uh, but yeah, guys, we're going to be covering the first 13 episodes next week, following 13 the following week, and then we're going to, depending on what we have available, um, mm-hmm. we're either going to do the Mugen Train like episodes, or we're going to do the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll skip those episodes when we get to them, probably. Or we'll just brush yeah. over them, like, lightly on the podcast. Because um, like there's no reason to double up on that. Right. Um, but this new season of Demon Slayer, I mean, it's currently still going on. So we're at least going to cover the first season for now. If we got to wait on the rest, then mm-hmm. we got to wait on the rest. Because we like to have it to where it's available in, you know, Japanese and English, whether people like it subbed or dubbed. And, uh, yeah, that'll be... Because yep, I don't like to fucking read while I'm watching TV. Chris, I don't either. Uh, and if I want to read while I'm watching TV, I'm just going to read a fucking book, Cody. That's right, Chris. And we're getting shunned by the by the the weebs out there that only watch subbed anime, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, they can fuck themselves. <laughs> that's right. Um, we like anime either way, guys. Um, but Chris, it's been a long episode, man. I'm I am wiped. I am gonna chill out. I'm gonna finish this Modelo and uh, edit this episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But guys, I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always, thank you for listening.